This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 424 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and Horseware Winter Grooming Tips. Auditor, realtor, public speaker, and horseman Rad Watkins is our listener of the week. Nick from Make It Snappy speaks about focus and small wins. And Auditor Celeste reviews the Ashley Performance shirt. All of that on today's show. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Are you married yet? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, no, not yet. Wait, no, soon, not no, yet. right? That's soon. When is this episode airing? This is this is airing on Thursday, the sixth. Sixth. Yes, I will be married on Friday, the seventh. Oh, so like tomorrow, right in the evening. Oh wow, very cool. And have you planned your raid of the park? We. It's a pop up wedding. It's a pop-up wedding. Do you have to apply for a pop-up wedding, or do you just show up and hope you don't get kicked out? The latter. Oh. <laughs> we may need to apply, I but we don't know. I did this New England where you have to apply for permits for everything, you know? We uh, don't. We have absolutely no idea. And But as Buck likes to say, it wouldn't be an adventure if there wasn't some risk involved. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. Yay! And I know a lot of our listeners were, were sending congratulations your way. Wow, I have to say thank you to all the listeners who sent me private messages with their warm wishes and their congratulations. I am so touched. I love that you guys are getting as excited about this as I am. <laughs> well, longtime listeners have lived through a lot of stuff with you. Oh, so. I know, I know, I know. So one, one person wrote this morning, you know, oh, I, I started listening to the show about the time that Buck entered the picture, and I was like, that's the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, you missed all the crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, oh, when the uh, last one left the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I want to give a special shout out because it made our days, both of our days, and that Cecilia sent us a very nice, nice note this morning about our show. And we really appreciate her and all the listeners. So wonderful, yeah. feeling all the feels. Yeah, that was that was a yeah. nice thing to wake up to this morning. Yeah, really that's was. why we do what we do. Yeah, you know what? It isn't for the money, so that's, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we do it. No, that's what that is why we do it, though. We do it, it because uh, we want to be here. We want to we want to help brighten your day a bit. And if you learn something along the way, that's even better. Yep. And for you guys, you don't know this about Glenn, and I don't know that we may have discussed this once on this show, but years ago, years ago, Glenn and I were uh -oh. chatting. We were at Myopia. We, I don't know. We were Jen and I were probably doing something like loading hay or, for, you know, running around the barn. And Glenn was talking about 
his blogging world. Now, this was before blogging became a thing. And you said you wanted to start a blog or a news site called Only Nice News. You were so sick of all the, the horrible news that you just wanted to put out Only Nice oh, News. It was called ReallyNiceNews.com. Yep. Or Only Nice. It was one of those Only two. Nice yeah. That's and right. That was, you're like, this is really who I am. This is about, this is what I want my life to look like. And you know, you've sort of achieve that. It's just, it's called Horse Radio Network now. I had forgotten all about that. Wow. Yeah. And I did was it very for inspiring. about a year. And the reason I quit was it was so hard to find nice news. <laughs> I know. I know. It was so depressing because I had to look at all the crappy news to get to the nice news. Yeah, that's uh, traumatic. Oh, it was awful. I mean, I, any kind of journalist today is, is extremely stressful. You know, you even, do, you have to fight through ugh, all the horror. It was awful. <laughs> and and it was it was good for other people. I had some followers that really liked it because it was a place they could go that was nice, you know. Yeah. But yep. it was awful for me. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. Well, it was a good idea. It was a good idea. You know, and that was in a hard time before Google too, when searching was a little more difficult than it is today. This is uh, true. That was pre Google. I don't know what were Alta Vista or one of those or what we were using Alta back then. Vista. Remember Alta Vista? I do. Or Dogpile. Oh my- that's a blast from the past. Dogpile. Remember oh. dogpile.com? People well, here's are one what for, the heck we're Okay, here's about. one for our older listeners. Yeah. Our older men. Who remembers DOS? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you remember DOS, send us an email. Yeah. If you <laughs> we'll remember you a, using punch cards out. in high school, send me an email because that's where I was. Yep, punch, punch cards. cards. I that. <laughs> clock in and clock out. You literally punched a, cl- a card, a card in a clock. And, and then you put it through a... No, this was the computer system we were learning in high school. It was punch oh, cards. Those kinds so of you punch did cards. A's, you did zeros and ones. Yeah, and you would have to put put, put about twenty cards in to get one sentence out. <laughs> God, <laughs> the, that's even pre DOS. Yeah, yeah, that was pre. That was Neanderthal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice little walk down memory yeah. lane. <laughs> I didn't, I had totally forgotten. I'm shocked you remember that. <laughs> OnlyNiceNews.com. I I wonder if that's still around somewhere. That's funny. Well, uh, thank you for bringing that up. We have a big show for everybody today. We have Nick coming on, uh, and he's going to be up next. And then we're going to do our Listener of the Week, who I had an opportunity to speak with yesterday about something else. Rad's a really cool guy. We're going to talk about something. He, uh, Our Listener of the Week does something that's a first on the listeners we've interviewed this year. And then, of course, our product review uh, with a girl, by the way, Celeste, who is having her wedding celebration on the 15th. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so it's Gosh, wedding, everybody's getting it's wedding month here on uh, at the Horse Radio Network. And, of course, I want to thank everybody who sent nice notes, who sent in voicemails, and who called in on Friday's 5,000th episode. That was a lot of fun. We had more callers in an hour than we've ever taken at any time. Wow. Uh, everybody had, loves a party, man. We had 10 lines open, and they were full the entire hour. And I must have had 20 people write to me and say they couldn't get through. It was busy. And that was with 10 lines open. So... So it was uh, it was very appreciated, and the the nice uh, podcasters that called in and said nice things about the Horse Radio Network. Uh, that was it was great. It was a fun show. If you haven't listened, just go back to horseradionetwork dot com and check out Friday's Horses in the Morning. Also, if you missed it, uh, yesterday Wednesday on Horses in the Morning was our our annual Disney episode where we had a whole bunch of people, including a lot of veterinarians and zoologists from Animal Kingdom, on to talk about 
their work in rescuing and saving animals around the world. So uh, tune into that, too, if you missed it. But now we have to get to our show. Let's go to Nick of the Make It Snappy Show. He is going to uh, talk to us today about focus and small wins. It's time for our productivity tip of the month with Nick Snap, host of the Make It Snappy Productivity Show. Well, hi, Nick. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Glenn and Helena. It's awesome to be here as usual. Well, this month we're talking about about small wins. So tell us about that. Well, you know, I just let's just kind of open this up, a little town hall discussion per se. What is one of the overwhelming goals that either you or Helena have that just can't seem to get can't seem to get it done? You can't seem to find a way for this to stick. You have any examples? Mm. Exercise. <laughs> There you go. Well, exercise is an easy one. Yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's one that came to mind immediately. Uh, mine is to keep track of all of the things I have to do on my calendars. I keep missing important dates. Okay. And Helena's always had that problem too, by the way. I, that resonates with me. I could address, well, let's start with the exercise thing. So when we're accomplishing goals... And I've always had to- that problem, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> same one. So it's not we're kill two birds with one stone. Address, address two problems at once. Awesome. Uh, so, like with these goals, these things that we want to do, they're overwhelming because we try to tackle the whole thing at once. And just the cliche way to look at it is you eating things one bite at a time. You want to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Well, when we set out to exercise or get in shape or something, we look at the what the end result is, and we don't necessarily look at what it's going to take to get there along the way. And we try to just bite off way too much more than we can chew. So we want to say, okay, I'm going to exercise. It's New Year's. I'm going to go for 90 minutes a day, six days a week for the entire year. I'm going to knock it out. And then what happens? You know the story. Week into it, you just fizzle out and you kind of shuffle back into steady state. So with the small win concept, it's what can you do that you know you can't screw up? Can you just start with something like five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day and just Knock it out of the park. I mean, 10 minutes a day is something you could do in your bedroom or wherever you might need to <laughs> execute this particular exercise or goal of yours. You, you can do it anywhere. It's, not, it's, not, it's very low risk or low friction, I should say. So how do you make it easy for you to knock it out of the park for the exercise front? So remove the uh, what obstacles you're saying? Like, Yeah, make, make, it, make e- it easy. Pick a way that's, that's just... Don't worry about what it is. Just make it easy. Exactly. So one thing about with these uh, these small wins is that we don't accomplish these goals because we lack personal integrity, not integrity with others. Because if you had like a phone call like this call that I'm on right now, we started this at 1 p.m. I'm here. I made a commitment to you and I executed with ourselves, though, the things that we do, we don't have that personal integrity. So we got to figure out a way to build that back up and trust ourselves again. So if you make it easier doing something like laying your clothes out to go work out for 10 minutes only the night before, then you're going to see those there and you're like, oh yeah, my former self, myself yesterday made a commitment to my future self to go ahead and execute this. It's something really, really small. All it took was 30 seconds to lay out your gym clothes. You jump in them and you execute for for five minutes. You start building that trust back up so you can work your way up to a a bigger goal. You know, I did. I think I did this accidentally this morning. I think I do this by, by habit. 
um, when I get up in the morning and I get dressed, because I work from home for the most part, uh, I can choose to wear whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And quite often, I will put on my britches in the morning because my intent is to squeeze a ride on my horse at some point during the day, whether that's on my lunch hour or when I'm done with my work day. But I take it, it just takes 30 seconds. I know where my breeches are. I put those on. And that's sort of my early morning self helping to inspire or motivate my late afternoon self. Did that count? That would absolutely count. That's a really okay. good example. Okay. And cool. Then it, yeah, you're doing great. You're already doing it without even knowing it. It's a small win. But you just don't want to make it difficult. You want to make it just easy to knock out of the park so you can build that confidence. One, you make you like set up the infrastructure of your life to make it easy to accomplish something, but then you don't make that something so huge that it's overwhelming. You don't even want to start. You don't even know where to get started. The other thing you guys talked about was keeping on track all the different things to do, right? So do you have any examples of a small way that you could keep better track of all your things to do without trying well, to get it all organized at once? Well, and I know, Helena, you use calendars and stuff. I do. I use a Google calendar. Okay. And um, I've now... My obstacle was syncing my phone with my Google Calendar because I'm often on the run. And, you know, I think most of us can relate to this. We do business from wherever. We're mobile. Of course. And so what what I was doing at my desktop and in my office was not communicating with that little piece of technology that was following me around. And that's where I would forget stuff. So syncing up my Google Calendar with my phone did help. But... Um, you know, it's when when the information comes in, like, uh, you know, that newsletter from your child's school mm-hmm. or the reminder from the veterinarian that your cats are due for their vaccines. Uh, I have to force myself to stop, look at it and record that thing into right. you have to record it someplace. So I get a lot of what I call second force. It's it's um, um, it's opposite energy that wants to create this block and not let me do that. Would you like some perspective on that? Please. (laughs) So you brought up a couple different things with this, this concept of, okay, one thing was a stumbling block for you was just syncing up your phone to your calendar. Well, the small win for that particular day would be like, if I do anything else today, I'm not going to worry about all the stuff I got to do. If I do one thing, it's going to be to figure out how to sync this phone up with my calendar. I'm going to call Apple and I'm going to go on the phone for an hour or whatever it takes. I'm going to knock that out. That's my small win for the day. Okay. The next way that when I look at these sort of things, is it's, ma- it's like a massively overwhelming thing to think about all these things that come in your life. How are you going to record them? Well, if you break it down to the logical steps, which is kind of how I think from what's step one, step two, step three, it's one, I just need to make a decision for what works for me to capture this information. Like you know what works for you. If it's a little notepad in your pocket, if it's going into some sort of app on your phone or whatever it is, just decide, make that decision on what it is you're going to use to capture that information. Just that. That's your small win for the day. Worry about okay. the next step later. Okay. Does that make you feel better? It yeah, does. The problem I have, I kind of the same way as Helena, like I get so many emails each day. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I've gotten much better now at forcing myself when there's an email that has something I have to do of actually putting it on my calendar, uh, especially if it's an interview or something like that. I actually force myself to put it on the calendar. Or sometimes I'll go, well, I'm going to be looking at my emails later today. I will put it on the calendar then. That never works because the email gets buried in 20 others. And now mm-hmm. I've never gotten to the bottom of that pile. And I'm, that's how I miss things. 
Although I've gotten better about my emails, I'm, I, I'm well, today it's bad. I'm up to eighty, but uh, okay, I have let's... kept it under five thousand three hundred when the, when we talked a couple months ago. That's Jeez. great. So I'm doing better with my emails. Like today, today, the rest of the day, I'll be cleaning these emails out. Yeah, um, I mean, e- email is like a whole other. We, well, we talked about. Email we did. We talked about email, and I've been much better since we talked about. It. I yeah, actually I... implemented it. And I'm so, very proud of you for that. But I, I think with email, just in a general sense, it's the whole thing about making a decision. That's the hard part. About yeah, all but these then, things it's, we then, then it's also about actually doing something about the decision before you've, you're on to the next thing, which is Lena's and I big problem. And the decision, though, is like you get factoring in how important is this to you? You know, the level of priority. In our case, it's how important it is that we don't forget this. So <laughs> we actually opened the calendar <laughs> yeah. and put it in. I know that yeah. seems yeah. ridiculous, but it's, but it's a question to ask yourself, though, right? When you're in that into that mode. Well, you, I've just gotten better. The pain because, of not doing it comes around. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it, eventually, you there are consequences. You sick and tired right. of being sick and tired, and that will motivate you to carve out the time. People being mad so at you to, to actually. <laughs> but I think what Nick is trying to say is find that thing that that is going to be a small win. Make it small. Make it something that is easily digestible and right. then carve out the time to do it. And because it's not so big, you're not overwhelmed. Because I think for a lot of people, especially me, um, if I feel like something is overwhelming, I will procrastinate. I will avoid it. I will come up with every excuse not to carve out the time to do it. Definitely. But So you're saying break it up into some small piece that it involves a decision, one decision, make that decision, like commit to it. That's right. And for email, like it, even even if you have a thousand emails, it's so overwhelming to try to think about tackling all of that. Just be like, I'm just going to commit to 10 minutes today. Just 10 minutes, make the decisions on what the priorities are. I'm going to process the yeah. the last 50 that came through and not even 50, probably the last 10 that came through and be done with it. You and, know, and I, I have to share something that I, um, I saw on LinkedIn today. I went to a sales conference recently in Boston for one of my my marketing clients, and there was a woman who was speaking there. is phenomenal. She's just the queen of of sales, and um, her tip, her piece of advice was very is right in line with what you're saying, Nick. And that she said, for and this is a, applicable for any small business owner. You don't have to be in sales, but if you are responsible for driving your own new business, this is what you do. She said, at the end of every day or at the beginning, pick a spot. Mm-hmm. Take 10 minutes. It doesn't even have to be 10 minutes. Make one cold call or make one prospecting activity, whether that's an email, pick up the phone, send a message, just one. Promise yourself that once each day you will do this. Mm. And I thought, I can do that. I just send one email. That's awesome. But if I think of the effort in terms of, I have to set some time aside today to prospect for new business, that's overwhelming. Hey, but break yeah. it down I, into a smaller win of, I'm oh, so I can send one email. because I actually do something you're talking about. I send out two a day. That's my goal. Two marketing emails a day to cold people. Okay. So you're already doing the small so wins. Saying, I love that. Wow, Helena. I hit yeah, one finally. You did. <laughs> you that's did. very, very But true, then, that- you know what? That adds up. That's 10 a week. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That yeah. adds up. Uh, I was in a sales up. training program where he was trying to tell us to target, like inviting 30 people to to have a sales call with you. 30 people a day. That's so overwhelming. And it didn't oh, work. Wow. You just, your brain explodes. I so used then, to do that when I was in insurance and that's hard. It is hard. It's 
it's emotionally it wrecks you emotionally yeah and i burn out because it just wrecks you it's hard to do uh, it, but you know what? Certain types of sales, you have to do it or you're going to starve. Uh, so that's right. I admire anybody who has to do that still today. Uh, that's hard. And then you get to the point where you don't want to do anything. But if you take Helena's approach and your approach, just do it two a day. Hey, that's... Oh, you're... Have you implemented that then, Helena? The, no, I just read about it this morning. Oh, okay. I, I, but it inspired me because... And, and actually, I did something about it. I The minute I read it, I said... I could do this. And one a one day, one email. A day okay. it works is 20 a month, right? So, uh, and if we look at averages for sales and closing, you're going to average one close for every 10 contacts. You're closing two new things every month. That would be nice. Boom. <laughs> Let's cross our fingers and hope it works that way. But I, again, I think what Nick is trying to, to say here, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, is that taking something that's bigger and identifying it as a small win. Like make, make the objective small and then, but the win can feel big, even though it's a small effort, the win can actually be quite big. Yeah. Absolutely. You hit it on the head. Yay. Good job, Helena. Yeah. Well, I can say it, but you know, talking the talk and walking the walk are two different things. (laughs) All right. We're going to ask Helena now next month if she did her one a day. I'm writing it down now. All right. Cold, cold marketing one a day. You guys suck. <laughs> Making, Accountability. <laughs> Accountability. That's next month's that's next month's topic. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Where can people listen to your show? At make it snappyshow.com forward slash podcast. Make it snappyshow.com is where you go. You can also find it on iTunes or any of the podcast players out there. Just search for Make It Snappy Show. Thanks, Nick. Thank, Thank you, Nick. You. We'll talk soon. Well, you know, we're gearing up. It's only two months away from the Radiothon. We're talking about what big guests we're going to get on. All the sponsors are getting lined up. And you know what that means? It's, it's, it's less than two months away from Christmas shopping season. Yep, I know. It's not even Halloween yet. But I was in Walmart the other day, and they had all the Christmas stuff out already. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh boy. <laughs> it was all the Christmas stuff was that already. But so you're starting to think about Christmas, which means it's getting cold, which means you need a blanket for your horse. So stop by horselovers.com and check out all of the blanket options. There are a ton of them on there. And it doesn't matter whether you're an English rider or Western rider, blankets are blankets, horses are horses. And you can find the complete selection from horseware to Weatherbeta to all of the different uh, blanket lines. They have them all on there. You're going to find something uh, for your needs, whether it's a stable blanket, an outdoor blanket, uh, whether you just need a rain sheet. And the other cool thing is they have a complete section. And I know we have a lot of people who have minis that listen to the show. They have a complete section for minis. So they have the Kensington, the Weatherbeta for minis, and ponies also, and Amigos. Uh, They have the Rambo options that are available for minis and small ponies. So if you have a mini or a small pony, horselovers.com has you covered. Head over there for all your blanketing needs. And if you're looking for a new winter wear for yourself because you're preparing for a very cold winter according to Farmer's Almanac in the Northeast and, and uh, well, it's always cold in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, snowy yes. winter. <laughs> yeah, snowy exactly. winter. Then head on over to horselovers.com for that as well. You'll find a complete selection of winter wear for yourselves. That's horselovers.com for all of your horse shopping needs. And now we're coming up to our listener 
of the week. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop Listener of the Week. Our Listener of the Week this week is Radley Watkins. We call him Rad, which is the coolest name ever. He lives in (laughs) Wisconsin, and it's a guy! Yay! Another guy! (laughs) I always love when we get to highlight guys in this show, because it doesn't happen very often. Hi, Rad. (laughs) Hey, Glenn. How are you? Hi, Alina. Hi, I teased a little earlier in the show that we're going to talk about something, one of your jobs, that's a little bit different that we've never talked about here on the show before. You are a realtor, but you also are a an, an author and a speaker, but the topic is, is approached in a little bit different way. Tell us about that. Oh, well, I wrote a book called Animal Leadership, Leading, Leadership Lessons Learned from Wildlife for Leading Yourself and Others. And um, it's sort of based on a four-part personality test that I have. Uh, You can either be a bear, a wolf, an eagle, or a horse. And those are all creatures that I've worked with and uh, learned a great deal from. So I categorize people. There's a little personality test people can take on animalleadership.com. And um, once you kind of find out what you are, you can put yourself in the right habitat to play to your strengths and you can feed others kind of information and the way they like to consume it. So uh, it's it's a, a little different twist on some basic success principles that we should all know. What do you think Helene and I are from your experience? I think Glenn's an eagle, which is the thoughtful, um, careful, technical, going to sit up in the tree till they see what's going down and then Oh, that is so not move. me, Rad. <laughs> No, no, no. That'd be more Helena than me. <laughs> really? You're, well, so. I'm an eagle. I sit up in the tree. and yeah, You and... are thoughtful, though, and kind of analyze things a lot more than I do. I'm the. Which one is the jump into the deep end and then figure out how to swim later? That's the wolf. I'm oh, with yeah. you on that. You're running yeah. around, nipping it. Yeah, that's it. That's what I am. And really, I would have thought with your all your technical stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. He's no, definitely... <laughs> The yeah. See, you guys don't hear the blooper reels as often as I do. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So he's definitely. I would definitely say, yeah, he's, I'm the wolf. he's the wolf. What about Helena? You don't see yourself as the thoughtful type? Oh no, I do. I think he's yeah. he's spot on. But I want to hear what the bear and the horse are like too. Well, so the bear is the kind of go it alone. Basically, you have the the bear and the eagle are going to work on their own, more more isolated. Um, the bear is a jump right into it and power through and whether other people are going to help me or not, it's going to go ahead and I'm going to just make it happen. Um, so the wolf would again be somebody who works with others a lot, um, kind of gets everybody riled up, sort of a life of the party type of person and gets people committed and going in after the big prey. Um, then the, the horse person is again social, but more socially reserved. They're going to want to do what other people are doing. Um, they're going to be careful not to step on anybody's toes. Um, they're going to be the ones who have a lot of follow through bit by bit by bit, but not be the natural leader, not be the one saying, here's what we're going to do necessarily more. Or let me know how I can help you. And so they lead by supporting other people. And then the Eagle, as we discussed, you know, is kind of analytical and a, a more would like to avoid conflict and goes flies away if something's troubling them. So 
It's kind oh, of fun. Oh, that's totally me. I'm yeah, so eagle. I think you're I'm an eagle. So I think eagle. you're an eagle too. Yeah. Likes a bird's eye view of things, can strategize. And now, now, is it like the Chinese things where certain like eagles get along with bears, and you know, is it like that, or do you not go that way? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, it, it all depends on what people are used to, but. So every animal has their trap, like the bear person's trap is that they can be overly aggressive and overly assertive. And instead of being the knight in shining armor who says, here's what we're going to do. And everyone says, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? They can kind of step forward and say, you know, here's how it's going to be. And people say, oh, my gosh, he's kind of a bully. Let's, you know, not invite Joe to the meeting because we don't necessarily need that. The wolf trap is they're biting on so many heels that they can't focus and bring down one animal that they really need to. That'd um, be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's interesting, Glenn. I didn't know that. I, I thought, again, with all your technical stuff, that you must be very careful. And, yeah. Um, I'll dive like in the eagle. deep end and then figure it out later. So with the eagle, with Helena's, what's her trap? <laughs> she would <laughs> suffer from paralysis through analysis. Yes. <laughs> so, Just so oh nailed you. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is really I that you do part. that. Oh my God, Rad, you are hit the nail on the head. Yep, yep. Can't make a decision. Yep. There's so much information that's coming in. I have so many impressions that I'm taking in. Uh, there are a million and one different directions that you could go. And this is also the trap of a creative mind and a problem solver. There are 101 different ways that you can go. How do you decide which one I to do? I can't tell you how many times Jennifer I and I have paralyzed. said to Helena, would you just shut up and decide? Uh, yep. <laughs> Make a decision already. Yeah, yeah exactly. Before your fish swims away. It isn't life and death which bread you pick for lunch. Just pick one. <laughs> oh, my God. You are so going to get it. You know, you better hope that this hurricane takes you out because if it doesn't, I'm going to come down there and do it myself. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so what do you learn from that? Okay, so so you take these animals and you're talking about their, you know, how they deal with things uh on stage during your talks. Where what are the takeaways that that you bring to the table during those talks? Well, once people start to realize that there's different kinds of folks, then they can start to think about what they are and really you're going to want to play to your strengths. If you uh, I'll use myself for an example. As the wolf, I am not particularly organized. I'm ready to jump in and get people riled up for a bunch of different things. But as far as producing good minutes or something after a meeting, I'm not, my follow through is not great. My organization with dates isn't great. So I start to say, hmm, what jobs am I best at? Well, I'm really good at getting people excited about ideas, recruiting, things like that. So if I focus on that, life will be more efficient for me and I'll be more effective as a person. So mm -hmm. I think the key is to figure out who you are and play to your strengths and then know what your traps are. So if you need a planner or something to help you stay on top of your unorganized life, then you get that tool. Um, and then if you know that other people may be different, instead of assuming that there must be a problem with them because they don't like to do everything just like you do. You can say, what, what kind of person are they? And then how do I bring out the best in them without forcing my way down their throat? Mm. Very wow, Glenn, we Very have cool. some learning to do. I yes, think we from do. Rad. So how does all this, how does this incredible body of knowledge 
And obviously you, you live this. It's, it's, it's now become a part of you because I think we learn the most and we absorb the most through teaching. So you're speaking, you're writing, you're sharing all of this knowledge. How does it affect your life with your horses? Um, which is a very, it's, it's separate, I'm, I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm sure that this thread connects somehow or it feeds your relationship with your horses. Well, you know, the horses I've been just diving into more and more. They're, they're so addictive. I'm, I didn't start with horses till I was 30. And I did the green on green thing where uh, the first horse I got was a, a yearling. And the second horse I got to keep that horse company was a two-year-old, both unstarted. Okay. So, Congratulations um, on your survival. There he is, yeah, dumping yeah. In the, jumping in the deep end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just been really interesting to see how different horses learn differently. And there's definitely horse traits to all horses, but, um, you know, just, I, I'm actually, the next book I'm working on is what working with horses can teach us about leadership and life skills. So that's, uh, that's in the works. And um, it's just fun to really work with these horses that go from being skeptical about being touched to uh, riding us through the woods or wherever you go. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I've had, I think I've started 12 different horses now over the last uh, 15 years. I guess it's been 14 years. And um, that's, that's what I'm good at. Once it gets to the fancy riding, it's time to sell them to somebody else who knows how to do that. But taking them from being skeptical and untrusting to being a good buddy is sure fun. And that's, that's what I really like to do. How many do you have right now? I have three. We just sold a halflinger last week. I had a dream of everyone in my family riding. And a couple of weeks ago, my 10 year old daughter came to me and said, uh, dad, uh, just so you know, I'm never going to be into these horses. <laughs> and, uh, my, my bubble burst. And I thought, what am I doing with four horses that I can only ride one at a time. And so you're the only one in the work. family riding wife doesn't either. Nope, she should be on your horse husband show. She's very supportive, <laughs> but she could care less about the horses and thinks they're a money pit. And uh, we kind of, you know, I'm a little bit more in touch with my feminine side, and she's an engineering type. She's a little in touch with her male side. So we, we're good yin and yang. I mean, we're both still male and female, but um, there's definitely, she would fit well on your on your horse husband show sometime. If you ever do a female episode, let Gretchen know. Okay. I like that, Glenn. See, it's not you you don't have to you don't have to be a guy to be a horse husband. That's there's, true. I there's mean, no gender differential there. It's true because geez, we all Glenn. have Does she have, have the like, same bitches that uh we do as horse husbands, Rad? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. The the money and the money and then there's the money. <laughs> um <yeah. laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> and the time. Apparently, my hobby is picking up manure. She thinks that's considered hobby time, and I don't get extra time to go riding. Oh, <laughs> I like picking up manure. So, <laughs> yeah, it's <considered laughs> well, a hobby too. There are it's days. a very peaceful zen. It's, yes, it I, is. you know, I think I do yeah. a lot of thinking. I'm picking yeah. Up. What else are you going to do when you're scooping poop? Yeah. Listen to the Horse Radio Network. Uh, apparently, a lot of people do that. I listen to podcasts while I scoop poop. It's kind of like brain-free time, you know? Uh, yeah. And we'd be perfect for that, being brain-free, Helena. So, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for brain-free time, just listen to us. 
You're guaranteed yeah. no thought involved. <laughs> no thought. Just entertainment. That's right. We're just here to entertain. So have, you've never competed then at all? No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not too fancy. I, I really like trail riding. We live in a place where um, I can trail ride out right out my back door. And um, except for the nine months of winter or whatever we have here, it's, uh, it's quite wonderful for riding. Mm, that sounds so, nice. Yeah, and that was always kind of my thing. I've lived in Montana and Idaho and Washington State and Colorado and really liked the big wilds. And when we first got horses, we were in Idaho. And I always thought I would ride up to some mountain lake and fly fish. But apparently it's really hard to ride a two-year-old that is untrusting up into the mountains to go fly fishing. So I never yeah. quite achieved With that. With a fishing we rod sticking out by his head. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> So maybe someday when we return. Now, have you become a cheesehead since you moved to Wisconsin? Uh, you know, I've always spent my summers um, visiting Wisconsin, so I'm—I don't know. Um, it's not very cheesy around here. We're we're in the thick forests of the north. Oh, cool! And um, cool, I'm not literally. into sports. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cold. We get a, at least a week of negative twenty a year. Um, and the lakes don't melt until the end of April, so it's um. That makes you look cold. warm, Helena. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you live in the tropics, Helena, compared to that. I know, I know. <laughs> well, especially now. Well, now, yeah. Rad, how did you hear about us? You know, I don't know. Um, one of the things that's kind of influenced my life is I'm I'm not much of a reader. Um, I I had a lot of trouble in school, so um you know, I'm labeled learning disabled, but I just consider it actually a lack of creativity on the school's part. But, um, so I'm a listener and I'm always looking for stuff to listen to. And I thought, oh, if there's a horse radio show or something out there. And I think I Googled horse radio shows and found out not only is there a show, there's 5,000 episodes. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was, I'm super thankful and excited for what you guys do. It's really huge for me. And then, not really having anybody else in my life who's into horses. I feel like I have a whole family of horse people just by uh, listening to you guys. So I, I am really, really thankful for what you've done. Thank well, you. we're happy to have you out there listening and enjoying and now yeah. participating and being a part of. Well, and yeah. now that means it's time for rapid fire questions. Helena, we have time for five of them. I will let right. you pick the t- which five you want to throw at him. Okay, I'll throw them gently. Okay, <laughs> just whip I was them. on his. I was cruising through his website. I got to get back to our show notes. Okay, here we go. Um, let's start with what is your favorite food? Veggie burritos. Mm. Veggie burrito. Are you a vegetarian? Okay. Uh, I'm not a vegetarian. I eat mostly like a vegetarian, except for the few months of summer where I live off of bratwurst. But um, <laughs> you do live in I Wisconsin, so it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I am a bit of a cheesehead now, Glenn. <laughs> um, yeah, so veggie burritos. I used to sell them at Grateful Dead concerts. All right, there we go. Enough <laughs> said. So, what is your biggest equestrian or equine pet peeve? Well, from the equine itself, a horse that is hard to catch, but that's usually easy enough to figure out if you work with it. From people, uh, I guess anybody who, you know, abuses their horse, beats on their horse, uses too many gimmicks to bend them this way or that way or uh, restrain them. 
I I like to see a horse in a more or less natural state cooperate cooperating because they like to. So and they can, yeah. And yeah, they and they can. It's their choice, right? Yeah, as you give them the freedom possible. to do it. And, um, so if you if you had to choose a different career altogether, not one that involved horses, what do you think you might try? My mom cursed me with telling me I could do anything that I wanted to do. So I have had more jobs than anybody else I know. And uh, I don't know. I think if I knew the answer to that, I would go do it. But uh, I, may, I don't know, maybe be a teacher or... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't have a good answer for that because I would be scared to think about it too much or else I might just go do it. <laughs> and there is That's your good answer. And her is horsey wife uh, doesn't want him to do that either. So <laughs> well, she's been through enough of that, the poor thing. Yeah, right, exactly. She wants a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> if you won a million dollars, what would you do with it? I would go to Montana and uh, buy a little horse-friendly property somewhere next to the edge of a national forest. Mm. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be your neighbor. Buy me a little cottage. I could be your caretaker. Yeah. We, we could run. I would host horse clinics there. Um, and then to wrap up our sort of rapid-fire questions, what's the most terrifying thing that you've ever done, and would you do it again? Um, you know, probably some of the most terrifying things I've done is starting horses when I was green and having them take off on me and I would do it again, but I would do it differently. And, uh, now I don't, don't quite let them achieve full speed with me just hanging on to the horn anymore. So, um, I do it again in a different way. Yeah. I like that. Glenn, Glenn, I don't think we've heard that yet. Would you do it again? Yes. But in a different way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Thanks. really nice getting to getting to really know you. I love the work that you're doing with the animal leadership. Love, love, love it. I you have a fan. Thank you. Yeah, go go take the test. It's only eleven questions. It takes just one second to take the test at animalleadership.com. And thank you guys so much for uh having me on the show. I really love again the work you do and really appreciate it. So uh yeah, thanks. It's nice getting to know you guys too. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. Well, Helena, for the next eight weeks, Horseware has been kind enough to come on board and help us out with some winter grooming tips. And we have two of the best grooms in the business that are going to be helping us with these over the next eight weeks. So let's get started with the Horseware winter grooming tip. (laughs) 
This winter grooming tip is brought to you by Horseware Blankets. Joining us are two of the top grooms in the country of Enter Philip Dutton's groom, Emma Ford, and Cat Hill from World Class Grooming. Well, this week's Horseware Winter Grooming Tip, we have Emma on and we're talking about winter scratches on the legs or uh, scratches of any time really on the legs but especially in the winter it's a problem we have in here in florida all year long so i'm interested to hear what you have to say yeah everybody uh one of the things with our clinics that we do everyone's always asking how do we get rid of the scratches hopefully these tips will help you help you guys out scratches really comes down to or preventing scratches comes down to good grooming practices being making sure you're good about um, lightly currying your legs both before and after riding. So their legs um, actually are one of the has the poorest circulation within their body. So you actually want to get that circulation going. So improving that circulation in the legs helps to prevent infection. Very important that you don't start overwashing your legs and letting um, by overwashing with shampoos, you actually remove the horse's natural ability to fight these infections. You end up drying out the skin and uh, removing the oils that is what they actually need to help you uh, or help themselves, basically, to maintain their skin health. Should you want to or need to shampoo, then always use a very mild shampoo. And again, you can use something as simple as ivory. And then very important to towel dry those legs. And you're actually, it's not just about drying the hair, it's about drying the skin. For those of you down south, I would definitely recommend hand grazing your horses before you put them away in their stalls. Um, trying to put horses away with wet legs, providing that um, environment of moist and warm for bacteria to grow. For some people, I've even recommended blow drying their legs to make sure that the hair and the skin gets dry. Obviously, you need a quiet horse for this. And uh... <laughs> My hackney pony would be in the state of Georgia after I tried that. <laughs> <laughs> it is not for everybody. It is not for everybody. And then a lot of people are fun, you know, enjoy wrapping their horses a lot. If you do need, for to some reason, wrap slightly damp, damp legs, you could apply talcum powder to help with the moisture control. Always make sure you use clean boots and clean polos. By the time you either have mud or dirt rubbing into their skin and make the small micro abrasions, um, that's what you're trying to avoid. So of any surface abrasion that could allow for the bacteria to grow is what we're always trying to avoid. And then for those of you that you know have to work outside, you don't have the luxury of an indoor and it's a bit muddy and it's a bit wet, if your horse is prone to scratches, then using some sort of zinc oxide paste or desitin is a good way of preventing, it forms a good barrier um, against those micro microorganisms. Very good. Where can people find out more about what you do? We are available on worldclassgrooming.com and also Facebook, um, Instagram, and we have uh, a top-selling book on any horse or equestrian establishment, world-class grooming for the competition horse. Great Christmas gift for the loved ones in your life, no matter whether they have a backyard horse or they're a competitor. Worldclassgrooming.com is where you can find it. 
This tip was brought to you by Horseware. Have you ever wanted to own your own Rambo? Well, here's your chance. From October 3rd to November 23rd, receive $50 off any Rambo turnout blanket, including the Rambo Duo, the Optimo, the Original, the Supreme, and all the others in the Rambo turnout line. All you have to do is trade in your old turnout from any brand for a horse in need. Simply visit horseware.com slash trade for more information and fill out the form for the voucher you will need to get your $50 off. The complete list of retailers is at horseware.com slash trade as well. Open to U.S. and Canadian residents only. Go to horseware.com slash trade today and replace that blanket with all the holes for one of the best blankets on the market, the Rambo Turnout Line. Our Tack and Habits segment sponsored by Horselovers.com. I'm very excited because we have a longtime Horse Radio Network friend, fan, auditor, and she's been a guest, Celeste Coulter. Welcome, Celeste. Hi, guys. You are going to review um, my favorite apparel, riding apparel, because, I don't know, I seem to have a problem with uh, never having enough. So when someone that I trust comes on the show and talks about whether or not they've liked or disliked something, I pay particular attention. What are you reviewing for us today? So I got the uh, Noble Outfitters Ashley Performance shirt, the long sleeve, um, kind of a technical fabric shirt. Okay. And um, I got it in white just because I wanted to uh, have the option of wearing it to shows if, if need be. Um, I, I really liked it. I, I have a couple other Noble Outfitter shirts, so I, I got the feeling I would probably enjoy it. But this one's even a little bit more um, high-end than the other ones that I got just for sort of everyday riding. It's really great because it has these um, mesh panels inside the arm, so it breathes really well. And at the same time, it's not um, so much mesh that you feel like, you know, if, if it's a little bit chilly, it's still that long sleeve that keeps you from feeling kind of the nip of, of a cooler evening. But it's um, airy enough that I, I wore it, mm, I think it was about 95 degrees, plus probably 95% humidity here in Virginia. And um, and it kept me cool the whole time. And I took it out on a uh, about a three-hour trail ride out that was mixed sun and shade. And I felt great in it. Wow. You know, I, I was at a Daniel Stewart clinic over the summer and I noticed that he was wearing one of these shirts and the sun was really strong. It was like, you know, 12, one, one o'clock in the afternoon and mm-hmm. I had short sleeves on and, and I said my, and my arms were burning up and I thought, I really yeah. wish I had <laughs> something covering my, my sleeves. And he lifted his arms and I saw the mesh underneath and mm-hmm. he didn't look at all sweaty or uncomfortable or hot. So you're saying that in 95-degree Virginia weather, you were comfortable in this thing? Yeah, I was comfortable. And, and that's saying something because it, um, it is pretty fitted. Like it, it feels sort of like if you just picked it up, you might think it was going to be that clingy type of like, oh, it's stuck to me. And I feel like I'm just like sitting in my own sweat. Yeah. But it's, um, it's fitted, but it's not, you know, compressing you or anything. So even though I obviously was sweating because it was so warm out, 
I didn't feel like I was, you know, having to like peel the, the shirt away from my skin to, to feel comfortable. And um, as I'm getting a little older, I'm realizing how much I appreciate not necessarily getting a tan so much as just keeping my skin from being burnt alive, being out <laughs> in the sun all day. So, so uh, I, I definitely do. I, I've kind of started to gravitate towards having some of these nice technical fabric shirts to wear if I'm going to be out in the sun all day riding several horses in the middle of the day, then I'm gravitating towards some of these better long sleeve shirts to cover my arms up instead of having them burn alive, even if I'm applying sunscreen over and over again. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, these are uh, at at horselovers.com. You can go search for Noble Outfitters Ashley Performance Long long Sleeve Shirt. We'll also put a link in our show notes. They're $59.95, so they're a little bit more expensive than you're probably used to paying. But uh, as you said, you you think they're worth it. Yeah, definitely. And then one thing I will say is I I did... um, wanted to go all the way through and I got all the way to getting it dirty and then putting it in the washer. I probably should have washed it more promptly. <laughs> I will say, cause with the white, um, I did notice I got one of my guys, of course had to like slime my back as I was walking out of the stall. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, I didn't treat it right away and it mostly came out, but I, I probably waited three or four days before I threw it in the wash. And if I had a pre-treated it, I think I wouldn't have seen anything, but um, but if you're going to get the white, I will say I would suggest if you get a nice big green slobber mark on you to uh, either treat it or put it in the wash just like that night. So it'll probably come out a little better. But there was just a faint, faint little bit of color still on the back of it when I took it out of the wash. And the way this is designed, you could use it uh, at shows. If uh, You could put a stock tie on. As a matter of fact, it has a stock tie loop in the back mm-hmm. of the neck there. Yeah. So absolutely. And yeah. I actually, I've worn it to work even like it's sporty. It's like, it's one of those things you put on, you're like, Ooh, I feel professional now. <laughs> well, there you go. Fifty nine ninety five <laughs> over at Noble Outfitters. They have it in a multitude of sizes and also in white and periwinkle, which isn't periwinkle, like a bluish sort of color. I think it's it's like a, a lavenderish, lavenderish, bluish yeah <laughs> yeah it it's a blue based know. purple it's a, it's bluish, a bluish purple <laughs> yeah that's right okay got it so if you don't want white then you can go bluish purple periwinkle uh and you'll find that at <laughs> horselovers.com as well thank you celeste yeah of course well what is going on on the newport show is there going to be big coverage on next newport show all about that newport show all about a certain wedding at a park I hope so. I hope so. We Are have... there going to be reporters there? <laughs> is the newspaper to... coming? Hopefully not, because that would mean we got in trouble <laughs> for our pop-up wedding. Uh, it's Bride arrested be... in Park in Newport. <laughs> I know. I know. Cute couple arrested in Park in Newport. <laughs> uh, we had Actually, we did an episode this past week with a local-style celebrity there is a great blog called Newport Style File, and she was on our show. She's going to be on this actually about the same time that this show is airing. And she said, I'm going to stalk you guys. She said, I'm going to come and I'm going to go to the Starbucks across the street and I'm going to look down in the park. I said, you can just come and sit in the park. We, we, we're we OK with that. We're happy with with strangers, you know, and and fans. Um, I have absolutely no idea what to expect. The weather is supposed to be 68 degrees and sunny, and that's pretty much all I care about. And hopefully no one the will. The hurricane won't be up the coast by then, right? No, it's okay. not supposed to get here until Sunday, till mid to late day Sunday. So we should be fine for Friday. 
and um, I'm wearing a strapless dress, so the warm weather is great. And I really, we have no idea what to expect. And that's kind of how Buck and I roll. We have no idea what's going to happen. We come up with a plan and cross our fingers and hope that it works. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be it'll good. Be fine. We don't care. As long as at the end of the day, we end up married. However, whatever the road looks like to that little thing. Do you have your wedding or marriage certificate yet? Wedding license. We got it I'm yesterday. I'm just going to call it the wedding license. Um, the marriage it is. It's a license. Is a it? marriage license. Oh, yep. it's a marriage license there. Yeah. Cost us $24. There you go. Now you're good. Now you're good. a piece of paper. I'll tell you, it's crazy how easy it is to get married. Yeah, it's a lot harder to get divorced than it is to get married. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, people, think twice before you fill out that piece of paper and hand over your did $24. You, were you shaking? Did you have any reservations? No, I did not. I, You know, there were times where I was like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm going to do this again. Really? You really want to do this again? And those are all gone. I mean, this is... This is totally, oh my gosh. We were so excited. We were like a couple of kids bouncing around town hall. The ladies who worked there were laughing at us, you know, because we we're like, hee, hee, hee. It was now, really is this cute. the town hall in your little town? That's where you get your marriage license. Yeah, you had to, went in Little Compton and got it? Yep. Wow. Yep. And so the, but the justice of the peace, or who's called a wedding officiant, I guess that's the name, you don't. I don't really call them justice of the peace anymore. A wedding officiant. Um, he's going to be doing the ceremony at the park. And then... So he's popping up too? He's popping up too. He, you know, he signs the marriage certificate right. or he does, he That's signs something. Officially legal. Then, yeah. Right. They have to file it. So... Yay! Well, good for I'm you guys. I'm so excited. We're <laughs> like... We're, we're just so silly and goofy. And I have seen my wedding band. I've seen it. Oh, he couldn't resist, or it was never a secret. He couldn't resist. We didn't go shopping for it together. Oh, okay. He he bought it for me. Um, but oh my god, I love it. It's so pretty. Because <laughs> so you, you didn't do a, an engagement ring, did you? Nope. No, I didn't think so. No, nope, yeah. we didn't really. Um, we learned our lessons from yeah, right. our previous lives, <laughs> right. and we we really stuck with just what was important. And if there was something that was traditional that we carried over from what's culturally acceptable in our society for weddings. If we carried one of those traditions into our ceremony now, it was because there was a real meaning attached to it. It was something very symbolic. Uh, so the w wedding bands um, are, they're, they're, they carry some meaning for us. Yeah, I agree. Although but the engagement ring, it's like, nah, what are you going to go spend thousands of dollars on a diamond for? You know, what does it do? Right. Really? Exactly. But the band represents, um, Commitment. it's a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like always having a piece. It's always like having, no matter where you go, you always have that person connected to you. You know? And it's it reminds little... all those other guys to stay away from Helena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they're lining up. Yes, the yeah, they're at your door waiting right now. <laughs> I don't know. I saw the picture of you two together and you you were looking really good. It was in the last email you sent out. There was a nice picture of the two of you together. Oh, yeah. That was from San Francisco. We went hat shopping together. Yeah, that's a great picture. Yeah, we that's had fun. one of my favorites of the two of you, actually. We have a lot of fun together and we, these pictures keep popping up of the two of us. And it's always when we're out doing something that has a lot of fun, but it really does represent the core of our relationship, which is why we decided to make this leap into a full-time permanent commitment. It's, it is very much the core of how we're connected. I thought it was just because he was a good cook. That too. 
I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he is a good, good cook. cook. <laughs> he is a good cook. I've eaten his food. He's a good cook. All right, everybody, that's it for today. We'll be back again next week, providing that uh, <laughs> Helena comes back. I'm not sure. Are you supposed <laughs> to be here next week? I am. Okay, I all right, am. just checking. Uh, so, and at providing I haven't blown away, we'll be back next week here on Stable Scoop. Thank you so much for joining us. We're continuing our year of the listener. We'll have to decide what we're going to do next year. We have to talk about that soon, by the way. I know. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> we have to come up with a plan for next year. So, uh, but we have a couple more months left and a bunch more listeners to talk to. So we appreciate you listening in. You can find all of our show notes at stablescoop.com and you can get the app, uh, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. Stable Scoop is one of 10 different shows here on the network. And now we're that we're in the 5,000s of episodes, we have another eight years and we'll hit 10,000. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Well, don't forget to log on next week I'll for be another in my episode. 60s and uh, something like that. The, but that's okay. Just- Let's just stick with one more episode. Let's focus okay, on next good. week. There okay, will be good. another one next week. And of course, I will dish on all the nuptials, all the wedding stuff. We want and pictures. And you know what? We, you will, I'll get pictures. We love your feedback. It makes our day. Glenn and I get all choked up when we get emails from you guys and Facebook messages. So make sure that you get in touch with us. We'd love to hear it. And many thanks to this week's sponsors. Glenn, remind us who they are. Our sponsors of this week are Horselovers.com, Horseware, and Dr. Rose's Remedies. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. We done? That's it. I'm done. There will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping.